With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. Today's COVID update in just a moment. But first, police are investigating three consecutive firearm incidents. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins has more. Just after 1.10 a.m. today, the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service Firearms Response Unit responded to a 911 emergency dispatch to a report of shots being fired in the Finch Drive area of West Bay. When officers arrived, they found two unattended vehicles with what appeared to be bullet holes. Police say shortly thereafter there were two more reports of shots fired, these at two separate locations in Georgetown. The second incident occurred just after 1.50 a.m. at Pedestrian Plaza on Shedden Road in the vicinity of Printer's Way. The third incident was reported to the police just before 2.15 a.m. and took place at the Strand off Canal Point Road. Police believe the incidents are contained to a specific group of individuals and there is a possibility these incidents may be linked. However, they are keeping an open mind at this early stage of the investigation. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. Investigations into the incidents are underway and police are appealing to anyone with information that can help in the investigation to call the major incident room. The number is 649-2930. If you'd like to make an anonymous tip, you can do that directly to police on their confidential tip line. The number is 949-7777 or on their website at rcips.ky. Now to our COVID update. 1,474 additional PCR tests have been carried out for SARS-CoV-2 since our last report on Friday. Of these, there are nine positive tests in travelers exiting from quarantine and 14 positive tests from the community, which include 10 children. The chief medical officer, Dr. John Lee, reports the two infants admitted to hospital have been released and they're doing well. For those who have been asked to isolate, Dr. Lee says it is important to continue to do so until public health says otherwise, because this is a vital time to helping reduce the spread of infection, particularly among school-age children. Additionally, I want to remind everyone to please, despite the fact that it's a vacation or a holiday time, a break time for many families, please avoid mixing with other children from your family groups in order to try and break the cycle of infection. 108,965 COVID-19 vaccinations have been given in total in the islands. 78% of the estimated population has had at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. 75% have completed the two-dose course. About 1% have received a third or booster dose. There is no evidence of a causative link between the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine and the diagnosis of Guillain-Barre syndrome. Radio Cayman's Paula Cal reports. In a written statement over the weekend, Chief Medical Officer Jodley addressed several questions raised regarding a potential link between the vaccine against COVID-19 disease and the diagnosis of GBS in a resident of the Cayman Islands. Dr. Lee says while a, quote, number of serious medical conditions have developed in people who have been vaccinated in Cayman, it is exceedingly difficult to prove cause and effect as other issues may be involved with each individual patient. Dr. Lee says these patients have either fully recovered or are improving. All of the cases have been recorded and some have been discussed with the UK Health Security Agency. Dr. Lee says there is, quote, currently no evidence of a causative link between the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine and the diagnosis of GBS. To date, there have been no deaths in the Cayman Islands linked to the vaccine, and Dr. Lee is encouraging individuals to talk with their healthcare provider about vaccination if they have any concerns. For Radio Cayman News, I am Paula Cal. 
With many kids out for an extended midterm break after government proactively shutters schools to help curb the spread of COVID-19, several businesses, sports clubs, and churches may be stepping up to help with camps to keep the kids occupied, prompting public health officials to offer up some COVID-19 safety guidance during the break. We recognize that during this period of extended break from schools, parents will seek to have their children participate in extracurricular activities to occupy their time safely and wisely. Medical Officer of Health Dr. Samuel Williams-Rodriguez says in the context of the COVID-19 pandemic, there is no zero risk when it comes to any kind of public gathering. However, guidelines can be followed to mitigate the spread of the virus. This includes keeping sick kids at home, avoiding close contact or indoor sports without a mask or social distance, using cleaners that contain soap and detergent on equipment, and focus cleaning on high-touch surfaces. We understand wholeheartedly the anxieties and many uncertainties being faced by parents during this time. I would like to take this opportunity to reassure the public that their safety remains a top priority and we continue to adopt best practices to mitigate the impact of continuous spread of the COVID-19 in our community. We encourage everyone to adhere to the public health guidance provided. And a reminder, if you have flu-like symptoms, call the flu hotline at 947-3077 or email flu at hsa.ky. The Cayman Islands Annual Healthcare Conference wrapped up three days of presentations and lectures over the weekend focused on the theme, Breathe Easier. Department of Environment Director Gina Ebanks-Petrie gave a presentation on building climate resiliency in the Cayman Islands. Climate change is not something that falls to the Ministry and Department of Environment only to tackle, but that it is in fact something that will require the buy-in and participation of every sector of our community if we are to be in a position to adequately respond to the myriad effects of a changing climate. Mrs. Ebanks-Petrie says an IPC report published in early August found that climate change is widespread, rapid, and intensifying. While there have always been natural variations in the Earth's climate, global temperatures are rising now because of human activities. Specifically, the world is about 1.2 degrees centigrade warmer than before people started using fossil fuels. The DOE director outlined the scientific evidence supporting the human impact on climate change, which includes the continued rise of sea levels. She says the extent to which we experience sea level rise will depend on the commitments that countries make at the COP26 conference in Glasgow in November. It is also important to understand that the global climate system will not immediately respond to cuts in emissions. Some impacts, such as sea level rise, will not be reversible for several centuries after emissions fall. We are therefore locked into a certain amount of sea level rise, and we must address this in our local physical and economic planning. You can see the DOE director's full presentation on the CIGTV YouTube channel on the first day of the Cayman Islands Healthcare Conference. As the Lions Club of Tropical Gardens hosts a series of events and meetings to raise awareness during Breast Cancer Month, the Alliance to End Domestic Violence is simultaneously observing Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Alliance member Carlene Bramwell says they've joined forces to bring attention to both issues. We partnered with them in order to get the message out on domestic violence, so most likely the persons who would also be affected by domestic violence. Um, So we thought that this was a good way of combining the two sort of um, concepts together because, of course, if someone is living with domestic violence, it is also affecting their, their health. 
as well. The meetings begin tonight, October 11th at 7 p.m. at John Gray Memorial Church Hall and will continue weekly through October 28th. For a full schedule, you can check out enddv.ky or visit Alliance to End Domestic Violence on Facebook. There is also a free Zoom webinar scheduled for Wednesday evening. Cayman observes World Mental Health Day. More from Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller. There is no health without mental health. Words from the former United States Surgeon General illustrating the fundamental importance of mental health for everyone. And right here in the Cayman Islands, the health minister used the opportunity of World Mental Health Day on Sunday to recognize and reflect on the mental health challenges residents have all been under throughout the past year and a half while dealing with the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. As we have seen locally, The pandemic also disrupted the provision of services for mental, neurological, and substance use disorders. The mental health impacts of COVID-19 on all of us cannot be discounted and will be seen for a while to come. The Honorable Sabrina Turner says many Caymanians and residents remain under strain, dealing with increased anxiety around the challenges of the pandemic, including financial pressures or fears about personal safety. This year's theme is mental health care for all. Let's make it a reality, something Ms. Turner says she is ready to do for the country. We are taking steps in the right direction with the increased provision of mental health counseling and educational psychologist support in schools and our commitment to constructing the Cayman Islands' long-awaited residential mental health facility, which is why included in the government's strategic policy statement are specific objectives aim at providing more holistic and available mental health services for the people of the Cayman Islands. Other actions include providing a specialized youth mental health facility, promoting better mental health and special needs insurance coverage so everyone has access to mental health care, and promoting programs that offer greater work-life balance, which support family systems. Reporting for Radio K-Man News, I'm Carsley Fuller. World Mental Health Day was observed on Sunday. That is your latest local news from Radio K-Man's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.